Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian the Bear. I am here with the condensed, but really the most important of the core cast. I have Oral. I'm like a bullion cue. Pat is here to join us for a little bit. I'm the whole Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, Eric is sitting over there in the corner. I'm just a whore. There we go. So, let's jump right in. We attended a little show. Who's we? Oh, uh, I should say. I, I meant the royal we, but really I meant the, you know. The us we Pat and I attended Dragon Con with Jacob, the straight boy on the floor. Who's I not saw here. him at the uh, the pictures from World of Coca Cola. Yes, the World of Coke. <laughs> Eric's having flashbacks. Yep. Um, so we went up to Atlanta for Dragon Con and other things. We actually only attended the show directly on Sunday, which might seem like an unusual choice, except that uh, Sunday was the day that an author, uh, Gene Wolfe, sci-fi writer that I am very big fan of, was there and did a panel. What has he written? Uh, Book of the New Sun, Fifth Head of Cerberus. It's, it's kind of obscure sci-fi, I'll be honest. A lot of people didn't know about it. I mean... Sci-fi writers know of him as like the writer's writer, mm. but a lot of fans, he, you know, he's got like a core group of devoted fans, and then a lot of people just know know of him. Anyway, uh, so he's eighty three, and unfortunately, his wife had just passed away back in December. All this tells me he is not going to be around forever. That man is going to die soon. So, and 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 I've wanted to see him for many years now. He's been at Dragon Con several times. I knew this in the past. It just didn't work out this time. We made it happen, but uh, we had some adventures in downtown Atlanta around Dragon Con Saturday. Did you go to Bulldogs? No. no. Oh, what's Bulldogs? No, that is the that is the big African American gay 
sportsish bar. It's yeah. like the college bar. Mm. Okay. It's a college bar. But it's not really a college bar because like everybody goes there. <laughs> well, and they they had the bulldogs like gathering because it was Black Gay Pride weekend as well. Yep. Woo! So they had a bunch of events going on. We kept getting growler shouts for went to World of Coke. Coca-Cola, and uh, had an interesting time. I, I think overall a very good experience. Definitely very Epcot Disney-fied uh, experience. I've not been there in over 15 years. Mm-hmm. World of the World of Coke, yes. Not the World of Stonewall. It's the World of Coke. So the There's only lots thing, of bags of chalks everywhere. I don't know what it was. The only thing I will say about the World of Coke, uh, two things. We had a lovely time. Oh, three things. We had a lovely time with the polar bear. The polar bear was fun. We had pictures we'll post up on Facebook uh, if you want to see it of uh, of us having fun with the polar bear and Jacob especially. He had a really good time with the polar bear. I think the polar bear did not want him to leave. I don't think. Yeah, I think the I think the polar bear developed a bit of a crush. Yeah, it was the beard to suffocate him. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing, another thing I will mention is there is a 4D movie experience that you can sit through. It's like a Bug's Life. At Animal Kingdom, if you've ever gone and seen the uh-huh. Bugs Life movie, they got yeah. where the, the chairs, chairs will shake and then the the bug pokes you from behind, yeah, same thing happened. And it was <laughs> it's no, a, you don't have a microphone, nobody can hear you. <laughs> so basically, it's like the Doctor if he regenerated into a mad scientist obsessed with discovering the secret of Coca Cola and brings along a companion as is tradition to solve the mystery of why or what Coca Cola has in it. No That's one, what it is. No one else found the Doctor Who analogy in it. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? You know what? Can we at least save the, save the Doctor Who stuff? Well, when we talk about the I new series of Doctor Who that saying, just started. And, and yes, we will. But I'm only saying that's what it reminded me of. The other thing is the motion did nothing. Like the little, the, the most exciting thing that little motion chair did is it, there's a part where you're driving down a cobblestone court, like in Italy, and it's like the whole time. And, and that was about it. Everything else was just weird. And I just, I didn't Well, because like it. it, you know, it, it pulls you're you back. You're supposed to be like, you know, on the snowboard. So it lifts you up and then it drops you down when you hit the snow. It's like the great movie ride. Yeah. That's old school Orlando, ladies and gentlemen. Really that's old school Orlando. Is that no longer there? Oh, girl, that left like I, I, two years. That's how long it's been since I've been to the that The great park. movie ride? No, 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 no. Uh, no, movie rider. It's like movie rider oh, that's on International Drive. It's different. Oh, that is different. Oh, okay. Or the D box, they have a they yes. have a D box yes. in that in that one. Nothing theater. but dicks. Dicks just pummel you during the movie. <laughs> if only. So dicks, dicks, and more dicks. The only other thing I will say is we did go into the little uh, try all the cokes from around the world, and they actually did have more that had uh, than than we have at Epcot, which I was surprised and pleased. Mm. Columbia's uh, was the best. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, uh, Pablo, I think it was called. Coca-Cola. So. One thing I found funny is there is an Indian Coke. Uh, was it called Thumbs Up? It tastes like they put curry in Coca Cola, but not in a, like offensive way, but just with like a little hint of something. So it was actually good, and it was funny enough, a lot of Indian tourists were there drinking it, which is kind of funny. Now the other Coke uh, that I will mention is Beverly. Oh. Beverly's disgusting. Yes, we have oh. Beverly here at Epcot. I'm pretty yes, sure. I'm aware. Yeah, and and of course the, the tour guys, like, you've got to try Beverly. It's really good, no. and it's oh. like the one that's just. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's just so bitter. Flat bitter, patron. bitter, bitter. It's like it's oral, oral soul. In, it's oral in a glass. Oh. Bitter. Which sounds good, but actually. 
disappoints. January. All right. I have a question. Yes. Why did you only go? First of all, I have two questions. Yes. Did you go to Gladys Knight and Ron Wine's Chicken and Waffles? We did no. not. Because you, you're fucked up. <laughs> two. Yes. Why did you only go on Sunday? To Dragon Con. Well, like I said, we had toyed with the idea of going on Saturday and Sunday, or just Saturday. And when I looked at the the app, which is the only place you can find the schedule for Dragon Con, is if you download the app. You go on there and you look for it, and you, you have to search, and there's tabs, and it's this whole big production. Found out that that panel, he was only presenting at a panel. He was not sitting in Artist Alley. He was not sitting in the vendor space. He was just showing up, doing a spiel, and leaving. And I think he's actually got a spiel on Monday, too. But basically, I wanted to see him. So Sunday was the day. That's why we did Sunday. Saturday was more expensive, too. I'm pretty sure had I gone on Saturday, I would have murdered half of Atlanta afterwards. Really? uh, So if you've never been to Dragon Con, let me just warn you in advance. It is not like any other convention that you've ever experienced, except maybe I've heard San Diego is a little bit spread out as well. Mm-hmm. And I think New York actually has like multiple hotels, but like two maybe. So Dragon Con oh. actually is spread out among, I think so. I think they the expanded Javits it. Center. Oh, is it just Javits, the Javits Center? Center? Okay, then I take that back. Yep. So uh, Dragon Con is distributed among five, I believe five, different hotels in the city of four, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, the fifth one's whatever. But but basically, oh, and then the other building well, where the, the vendors. The America's Mart. The America's Mart. That might be Mart. the fifth building because it. It was the Marriott, the Hyatt, I the Sheraton, the terrible. and the Westin. And the Hilton. Oh, and the Hilton. So it's five and then yeah. America's Mart, which is where they have two floors of hell. It is a geek flea market, which hell. basically is what you'd expect at a convention, but it's it's all part of everything else. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, no, seriously. It was and awful. It smell. smell. Awful. Very bad circulation. So, so, yeah, Sunday we got there very early because we were told to get there early. Let's back up. Oh, shit. Let's back up. Oh, fine. You tell it. So, okay. This is what happened. We decided we were going to go to the World of Coke and possibly do the beach party at the aquarium. Uh Mind you, World of Coke right next to the aquarium. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. First off. Oh, did did a man sitting on a milk crate try to get you to get a haircut from him? (laughs) No. Okay, because that happened to me. Uh, Really? Yeah. No, but there was a barbershop open at 1 a.m. on Saturday night. I was like, what? It's, it's Atlanta. You always need to make sure you look right, get it right, get it tight. Continue. Mm, okay. So, first off, there was an, uh, a Georgia Tech-Alabama game. There was, I think, a Braves game. Mm. There's Dragon Con. Mm-mm. And then just the regular tourist stuff in Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we circle around, parking in some of the public lots, $50. Re fucking donkey on Saturday. On Saturday, fifty dollars, fifty dollars, forty dollars, thirty dollars. We finally found one for twenty. Okay, cool. Yeah, we walk a short walk over to the World of Coke. All right, I didn't have my camera because I didn't realize we had gone to visit a friend of mine earlier. So I thought we were going back to the hotel, so I didn't have it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, World of Coke isn't a big deal. But then we're like, all right, well, we're gonna stay for the aquarium since it's right here. We just paid twenty dollars to park. All right, that sucks because, you know, you're in an aquarium. You want pretty pictures of the fishies or the random costume people because it was a big costume aquarium party. All right. Done with the world of Coke. We just... We decide... We're feeling great. We're we're great. We're (laughs) we're on top of the world. It's great. We were on a high. Who knew? Uh, So Brian decides, okay, we're not going to do the aquarium. Crazy line, like, two hours before the thing was supposed to open. 
We're just like, all right, we'll just deal with that. So Brian says, a friend of mine who's volunteering said, we can go over to the Sheridan tonight and get our tickets for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even though the paperwork, the pre-registration yeah, yeah, paperwork yeah. says Sunday, uh, Sunday only day pass, $40. And in, print, and in brackets next to it, only available day of. We still went on this guy's advice that, oh, they'll be able to sell it to you. So we walked the 18-minute walk from the World of Coke in oppressive humidity to the Sheraton. Sweating like a motherfucker. It I was. got my steps in. I hit my goal. I was very happy. We get to the Sheraton. We find the, the registration room. We go talk to a volunteer. And he's like, I don't think so, but maybe it might be in the other ballroom where they're doing yada, yada, yada. He goes and talks to a woman. Nope. They, they can't get him out of, out of lockup until tomorrow. Well, all right. So Brian then asks, well, I, I want to get to a panel at 1130 tomorrow. What time do you think I should be there? Be here tomorrow to um, to buy our passes. 20 minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. The guy's like, well, you know, you're, you're going to be buying them day up. So it's going to take you five times as long um, as the pre-registered people. So I'd get here no later than 8 a.m. A single tear rolled down my cheek at that point. I said, all right. So we left, decided to go back to the hotel, shower, because, again, oppressive humidity killing us. Go get dinner. Went to karaoke at Oscars. Bar I'd never been to. Had a good time. Good, good, good. Wake up at 6, between 6.30 and 7 a.m. And we were out until about, what, 1-something? Yeah, we got back to the hotel at 1.15 in the morning. Up at between 6.30 and 7 a.m., shower. Drive down there. Found parking uh, two and a quarter blocks away from the $5 Sheridan. dollars for 12 hours. Parked at the Sheridan, 8 a.m. Go down to the registration room, 8.04, we get in line. By about 8.15, we have our badges pinned to us and are walking out of the <laughs> registration room. Yep. The, the, the one thing everyone told me that I talked about is that they got a lot better this year about getting people through. They had a thing where you, you go online. You think she cares about that now? All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I would rather have that experience than the opposite. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Screw you too, Pollyanna. I'm glad you lost the use of your legs at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. So, at about 8.15, we were wandering around trying to find the the, the, the Hyatt. The conference. We went to the, the Hyatt, then we had to find the conference room, which... It's there's like fourteen levels of shit that's going on in all five hotels. In my mind, you're reenacting the Fellowship of the Rings while you're just <laughs> traipsing through more. <laughs> we did see some nice elves on the way. They made us. They gave us bread. It was lovely. I would have liked some bread. because we had no breakfast that morning. Yeah, really. It literally could have happened too. There were elves around. Were. I mean, there were. Lemonous bread. Oh yeah. Just a small bite will last you for days. <laughs> They haven't seen the size of us, though. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was fun because then we had to find the, the conference room, which you had to then go down to lower level one, and then you had to find the sign that said um, the embassy and international ballrooms this way, with the sign pointed down to lower level two, which then and, and to follow the signs, which you then go down to lower level two, and you follow the signs. The other corner like the diagonal corner of the floor only to find a sign that says embassy and international ballrooms upstairs because the floor plan of the hyatt 
there is a giant blockade on lower level one that you cannot just walk across lower level one. You must go to lower level two, journey across through I, the maze. I think it's another ballroom is what I think I discovered. It's possible. Ballroom? Like big... Or is it the ballroom? <laughs> it's the ballroom. Oh, I love it. And then we, when we found, we found the, we found the room. Sassy Bear tried to help us. Yes, he was so nice. And he has our card. And maybe we'll hear from him someday. That means they slept together. <laughs> when? No, actually, our friend Steve Mowry gave him our card. So, so then, yes. So then we we found that, and then we we inadvertently found Artist Alley while trying to find this this conference room. So I went back to Artist Alley. Or we, we all went back to Artist Alley at about nine o five, nine o three, roughly nine o five, somewhere yep. in there. The, and the, and the the old southern black woman at the door was like, it "Doesn't open till ten a.m." I'm so sorry, honey. 10 a.m. No, 10 a.m. Fuck this shit. I'm sitting down and playing a game on my phone yeah. with the, the no reception we have down Reception's here. ridiculous. All that good stuff. So we finally get to go into Artist Alley where we met the lovely Drew Green, who uh, we are going to have him on in a future episode. But in the meantime, you should check out his lovely new webcomic. If you go on Facebook, we did post a link to it, and it is delightful. So we met him. Really super cool. The first time through, I didn't talk to him because I was busy talking to Danny Haas. I mean, yeah, we had a nice time. There wasn't it wasn't a huge artist alley. We saw uh, Mark Bagley and his lovely daughter, friend of ours, Angie, uh, who we just I love seeing her every time we go to a show. Missed her this year, Heroes, but she's looking great and she's she's crazy. I love her. Uh, she actually has a book that I am gonna finish before we see her next. I hope, which uh, is so far very interesting. When it's broke, it's perfect. Yes. Well, the the funny part, artist alley wasn't huge. There were some there were some fun and interesting uh, people over there. But it also then fed into the art show, which was also critical because you had uh, like Tom Fleming and you had some other big artists that did pieces and their vending was around the perimeter. And there was an entire section just for prints. So if you wanted to just get prints by these artists, then you went into this room and you could just buy the prints like it was the cheaper versions. Um, But if you walk through the center of the room, it was all their big pieces either sculptures or paintings or whatnot that you could bid on so they were doing the auction and then all they were selling their regular stuff around the perimeter of the room and a friend of mine's brother was one of the featured artists but i never got to see him Mm -hmm. there so but so that was artist alley and then i went to my panel had a lovely time i'm actually gonna be posting a youtube they they let me record it can i can i just say please thank i i want to thank steve mowry for saving me because I did not want to go to the Gene Wolf panel. Not that I, I have any any disrespect or any dislike for him. I don't, I don't know him at all. Yeah. So it's I'm not a big panel person to begin with. I I sit through the panels that Brian moderates one to be supportive and two because they're at least a little bit closer to something I'd possibly want to hear about. So okay, we get into the artist alley at 10 a.m. because they didn't open until 10 a.m. as Maya Angelou reincarnated so lovingly told us at the door we go in 10 to 10 30 we walk around at 10 30 brian's like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get a spot in line for for my panel i was like All right, oh yeah because go. i know people are just breaking down the doors to get there in. was a line sitting very peacefully oh, six people <laughs> actually honestly you're right it was six people. <laughs> but i got in my spot and we had a lovely discussion of gene wolf and his works so steve uh Steve's partner, Jason, was in... Steve was in a superhero film showing 
around the time that we had, we were sitting downstairs waiting for the our Sally to open up. He's like, I should be done around 11. I'll come find you. Awesome. Cool. We ended up in the same hotel. Out of five hotels, managed to end up in the same place. Great. His partner, Jason, went to a panel that started at the same time as the Gene Wolfe panel. Jim Butcher. No, the Jim Butcher one was before that. Oh, okay. And then he went to something ladies. We kept on calling it the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling panel. It was like something about ladies and writing. I don't know. <laughs> magical ladies. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yes. Jason's big into like magic and writing and stuff like that. So he, so Steve came down, found me. I'm like, I'm sitting outside of our alley just doing nothing. So he found me. We walked around. We went and talked to Drew. Um, went and checked out the art show. Did all that stuff. And then eventually, uh, the same time that their, their panels got out at the same time. So after a couple of debacles trying to get in touch with each other because... First off, you're in a multi-level hotel that goes below mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. And two, you have eight gazillion people in the fucking city, mm-hmm. all in their cell phones. Yep. So we couldn't find each other readily, and then eventually made our way, and then we spent a good chunk of the rest of the afternoon with them. Text messages are actually sent through the Pony Express. <laughs> <laughs> I almost sent a fucking carrier pigeon because I thought it would have been faster. I was about to set a signal fire. I'm just be like, I'm here. <laughs> so... After lunch, which was, you know, nice, uh, there was uh, a brief jaunt through the Ameris Mart, America's Mart, whatever, which was the flea, flea, flea market. To, yeah. <laughs> the flea infested mart. What? By this point, Pat had about had it because it was very crowded and very hot and very not so I good was, smelling. And I was okay. But my whole thing is this is my this was my big issue. That's why when Eric first got here tonight, because mind you, you guys won't know this, but we're recording on Monday, which is Labor Day. Um, we literally got home three hours ago from Atlanta, like from Georgia. We got on the road about 11 a.m., got back about 5.40. So it, it's been a long day. But it wasn't so much that I was I was fed up at that point. I wanted to palm people's heads and just push them out of my way because people are annoying and ridiculous and rude. My biggest issue with Dragon Con is the fact that it's so spread out. When we go to Heroes... And not really MegaCon because we haven't had that experience yet where Brian's wanted to go to panels at MegaCon. We've just... But you can't... Like, I, I have no problem when he goes to panels at, like, Heroes. He'll be like, oh, I've got this panel and this panel. And that could be a whole... That could be three hours because they're not reg- regulated to an hour time slot. Like, DragonCon, that's the one thing I'll say is that their panels are 11.30 to 12.30. One to two. Like, they have time slots and that's what they stick to. So that's great. But I have no problem if he wants to go away for two and a half hours to a couple of panels that I don't really have any interest in because I can just be downstairs wandering around Artist Alley or going over to the vendors and buying shit that I really shouldn't be buying or bothering the nerdy show Taking pictures. Taking pictures, going to have some delicious uh, fried chicken fingers, you know, stuff like that. At this con, you can't really do that Mm. because... One, you run the risk of not finding each other because I was so damn hungry at one because you're eleven thirty, twelve thirty was the panel. It was one and change, or almost one fifteen by the time we found each other. Forty five minutes after the panel was done. Yeah. You run the risk of not being able to find the party that you're with. If you don't have keys to a, a vehicle or you're not sure like if you don't really have a, a place where you're like, Okay, at three o'clock I'm going to be at this corner or this floor of this room you can't really take the chance that you can be in two separate places 
three, you know, three hotels away. Yeah. So the thing I have basically realized, and I have a couple friends who did that, have done that for years, is from for Dragon Con more so than other shows, but definitely for Dragon Con. The key is to have a room on property in one of the hotels because then, at the very least, if you need to get away, you can really quickly and get right back in. And it's a place of common, like, meet. all right, let's meet back at the room. So if you are interested in Dragon Con, even if this may dissuade you from you know going, I hope not. Because uh, we may, I I don't know, I may try to go back in the future. I hear it's the Mardi Gras for nerds. Well, and then that's the it's other thing. Crazy, is we yes. did not get the full experience because we did not stay past six. And from what everyone has told me, the parties at night are where it's kind of crazy. In fact, a friend of ours who lives in Atlanta said, it used to be a freaking all-out orgy at times. Like, it gets crazy, at least in the past. I didn't see anybody I knew from Orlando. Anybody. And I had... Everybody was there, but uh, I know, I know. But we because it's so big and spread out, and a lot of times some of those people they're just like they're doing their cosplay thing, they're they're hanging out at parties. Now I do want to talk about one more panel. They had an LGBT panel on magic, and it was something like it was called that, it was like LGBT Ileana Rasputin magic. Almighty Isis, Isis, Isis. Isis. Oh, <laughs> if only it had been about that. Instead. It was basically. You have to believe we are magic. If it had been Xanadu, we would have been in better shape. Um, <laughs> if it were Xanadu, I'd have been there. <laughs> it was ostensibly about um, fantasy authors and writers and fantasy fiction that deals with LGBT issues. Uh, now, they did spend a lot of time talking about gender fluidity and cisgender and all that and which honestly we just had stephanie on last week's uh, episode last uh, whatever last episode i am very sensitive to that issue but it does not speak directly to me and the panel was not about at least at first just that but the conversation that's pretty much all it went to so it was about fantasy works that people were you know inspired by in my mind i just created a story about like gay wizards and it just evolved into, mm, that bitch's glamour is not on point. And they just proceed to read you, but they read you with a grimoire, and then, like, <laughs> demons come to collect your soul. Set in a magical school. Can, can we work this into something? Because there's, there's something there. I love it. Drag queens and wizards. You better lip spell for your life. <laughs> We did see um, pictures posted of some great 90s X-Men cosplay. Yes. Yeah, like, one of the, sort of a friend of a friend, uh, Pat Loika, he does the Loika Mania podcast. He's a photographer, and his big thing is getting a lot of X-Men-centric photography, and it's up on Facebook. We'll put a link up to it. It's excellent. Like, the the stuff that you don't see, that you know, you just, if you're just going for a day or two, and you're just in one hotel, there's so much cosplay. It is such... A rich culture. And not just your X-Men, but your X-Men with a modifier. Steampunk X-Men. X-Men um, uh, Roller Derby. Uh, thug X-Men. Like, whatever weird, like, spin you want to do on these different types of characters, they've got it. A friend of a friend, actually one of friends of Steve, uh, Steve and Jason, had Hit Girl, Steampunk, with this giant dress and this like leather and corset, and then on the back of her dress had these like shelves where she kept her weapons. Wow. Yeah, and she was a fan favorite. I'm getting a look. No, I'm just I'm so glad that you kind of had a sort of good time. Well, well, we had a good time, I, even if our Dragon Con experience wasn't. You know, I won't say I liked it. Oh boy. 
What on a Brian approval rating scale? <laughs> There's an asterisk there. No, no we, we had a good trip, but I would say Dragon Con is just one of those cons you really have to. And you know what? I've also been told this. The first year you go, it's going to be a mess. You're not going to know what you're doing. But subsequent visits, and especially if you stay downtown within presumably walking or Uber distance, it's not bad, and you, you can do it. You didn't stay in the hotel, did you? We stayed about 20 minutes north because Ooh, no. hotel rooms, when I decided, we decided very late. We missed the cutoff for the pre-registration. I mean, you know, it was, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, there was like, no prepay or anything yeah. by the time we did all yeah, this. They, those rooms, 10.01 goes on sale. Yep. 10 one and a half. Bitch, you out of luck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's there, there even now. Yeah. Right. We went to breakfast this morning with Steve and Jason before we headed back down. Um, and then the, my last thing, this is my last comment on Atlanta, and then I have to go to work, was we were at the Flying Biscuit, and there was this waitress oh. who appeared to be transgendered, mm-hmm. or in some way, shape, or form, male-identifying female. You could tell in kind of appearance, clothing, although, you know... Headscarf. But he was wearing this leopard headscarfish. It wasn't a scarf. It wasn't a do rag. Was it? Was it a, a turban? It looked like a, a like a, a saggy turban in a sense. Like it it wasn't layered. Oh, no, like a beret, like a oversized beret. oversized like beret. What, what Sway would wear. I got you. I know where you yep. are. But without all of those hair. dreads, yep. mm-hmm. you know, not that big. It was much smaller. Yeah. But it was leopard no, print with some gold film like reflective like aviator ish glasses on top of her head, and. I, and I look at Brian and I go, I feel like we're in the beginning of a Beyonce video <laughs> where she is waiting on tables. She's going to take the glasses, put them on, rip off the the hat. It's going to be fucking like crazy big wig. She's going to hop on. She's going to hop on the table. Drop the partition, please. Like, and then it's just going to be this whole like other waitresses are going to hop up and be her backup dancers. It was that or she was going to go put money in a jukebox kick off her shoes and start singing something's got a hold of me and then hop a bus to Hollywood and star in a burlesque show. Oh. One of those two were the scenario that was running through my head. It pleased us to think that. I, I, I think the Beyonce was more likely. Mm. Overall, I love Atlanta. Yay, Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, that was Dragon Con for us. Um, we will have pictures of some of our uh, associates and friends. Uh, Paul, the comic book geek, uh, was there. Paul Charles? Yep. Uh, Aiden Roberts, uh, dressed as Slutty uh, Finn from Adventure Time, and Slutty Mario uh, was there and uh, looking appropriately slutty. Not sexy Mario. His words, Slutty Bottom Mario. Yes, he found a lumberjack fin and and then a Yoshi that he rode later. It was it was. There's some good pictures. Some fun. Rode hard. (laughs) Oh, oh, and neon Glogo Bear, like a go-go dancer. He was there uh, at the Spectrum party. Uh, He's done some great uh, like photo shoots. Days of Future Past with like he's like Wolverine and it looks great. So really really fun. That's Dragon Con. And moving on, we're going to talk. About nothing, we're done. So yes. thank you so much. Very special, uh, <laughs> honestly, we spent a long time talking about Dragon Con because, quite honestly, we have not a lot of content. My Where brother is, is out doing his little fantasy football uh, league pick. That's his. Uh, Wait a minute, the draft? Oh, drafts yeah. are different times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah this is nine. It should have been yesterday, but um, we do. Uh, well, I know I, about sports. Sports. No, um, it's sportsmen. <laughs> so, um, there have been a lot of movies over the summer. Yes. Um, I have only seen a couple. 
Uh, I guess one thing we could do is just quickly go around and say, oh, what's our favorite? And, and why you do we know like what it? my favorite is. You know is. what my favorite is. Okay. They, they, can't, <laughs> oh, they, tell they can't be the same. <laughs> no, it has it's to be. Because it? it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You know what my favorite movie is. Orals? My favorite movie was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite oh, you know what? But see, the, the thing is, like, that was so far. It, it seems like 40 years ago. Yeah. Okay, so it's not the same. No, it's but not the same. But they're both amazing movies. Yeah, so Orals is. Guardians, of course. Right, and we spent a lot of time talking about that. I still know you were wrong. I, listen, I listened to I'm how- sorry. After I saw the movie, I don't understand how you and your brother could think that was a bad movie. No, no, no. No, here's the thing. I never said it was a bad movie. My brother had a bit more of a charged feeling about it. I just said there were problems. Problems, even though it's made the most no, 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 out and of even out, movie. out did uh, Captain America. He refuses to admit that he liked the film. Uh-huh. Because you're a contrarian. He doesn't want to say that he liked it. Because uh. there were parts that he didn't like about it. So he wants to remain ambiguous in whether or not he liked it. That's There is apparently no, no scale where it says, like... Okay, if I seventy five percent like this film, then I liked it. Mm-hmm. There were things I didn't care for about it, but I liked it. The only thing I didn't care for, I wanted Ronan to be bigger. Well, that's it. And I love Lee Pace too. But here's the thing: I will see it again, and I will then give my judgment, like or dislike. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but no, we had a long conversation about this. Guardians was fantastic. It, was so it gave fun. me everything it I could have ever wanted. Made it. the most of any Marvel movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now officially, seven hundred million international and domestic. Well, just, no. No, 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 no. I read an article today or yesterday that said it had surpassed Winter Soldier. It surpassed no, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier domestically. For this, yeah. Not, not worldwide. Oh, yet. I heard both. Worldwide, it's having some issues because oh. there's not that name recognition, uh-huh. but it's made the most out of any movie this. No. What? It's actually, it's made. Um, no, they're estimating that it's going to come in about three, uh, about six fifty to seven hundred million total. Okay. It hasn't opened in Germany, okay. Italy, oh, and I think yes. one yes, other yes, yes. market yet. Uh, it's going into this weekend. It was at I think about two eighty domestic, mm. and I think it was about two fifty in the global market. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. So I only no, saw the it, domestic it's, one. it's up there. Okay. Um, I think. It just it passed Winter Soldier. There's only like four movies right now that it's actually behind, total wise, like the Avengers, the original Iron Man, and I think maybe the first Captain America. Like and, and, uh, there were like four movies that it had listed from the, in the article that I was reading, um, but they're saying that once everything settles, once the, the other markets open up, that it's looking to bank easily. Six fifty to seven hundred wow. worldwide. That's yeah. fantastic. Total. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So very successful. Obviously, I'm wrong, but we'll, uh, I will. I will. And admit a brother. I can't speak for my brother now. I can. Well, He's wrong. Uh, now <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I like Eric. I like Eric's choice more. I believe my choice is the X Men. Of course, because I love my X more than anything. But. Brian Singer coming on erased the atrocity that was X3. Oh, thank God. And he showed me Wolverine's butt. But mm-hmm. the atrocity of uh, X-Men 3, and then, of course, was my beautiful return. Oh. In my red, I, I red, shed a fuck tear. me red wig. I'm <laughs> naturally red. Uh, I really, like, I can't pick either one of those just because they've been taken, not because I don't like them. Well, you know, always one of them. But the uh, one I would say... That's harsh. <laughs> Is wish I was here because that's the one that I was the most surprised by. That's the Zach Braff film we talked about. Which one? Uh, wish I was here. Nobody cares. 
No, you should because is that like should I stay if I'm in a coma? No, 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 no. no, no. It is about growing up and accepting responsibility for family, and it it spoke to oh, me. That too hard. <laughs> so well, it, it spoke to me, and it was very funny. It had Mandy Patinkin, it had Zach Braff, and <gasps> you didn't tell me you had Mandy Patinkin. And I, I didn't know Mandy that until I saw it. No, and it and it had cosplay. It had I some comic con and Garrison Nice. Wow. Really? I Gary have a Sinise? thing for Gary Sinise. I, Manny Patinkin, I understand. Gary Sinise, we have to part ways. I'm yeah, sorry. I just can't. You're wrong. With um, or without the legs. <laughs> oh, speaking of, and I don't know if this was a summer movie. In fact, I think it wasn't. Which one? The Grand Budapest Hotel. There is a guy at the at Dragon Con that cosplayed as the lobby boy. Have you guys seen Grand Budapest? No, I no. haven't. Well, it's basically one of the main characters, like the the protagonist, uh, the narrator. It's, the, it's, it's him. And it was Amazing! I took a picture of him and I told him, "I'm like, thank you. This this made my con seeing this, you know, Wes Anderson cosplay, which you know you don't see very often." All right, so that's uh, movies. Now, movies coming up. I just heard uh, Bob Mandela's uh, movies that are to come this fall. Uh, the ones I guess I'm excited about are the kind of the obvious ones: the new Hunger Games. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw the first one and it wasn't too shabby. No, they're good. They're I actually... saw Divergent this weekend. Oh, how was how it? Was be... Yeah, you know. I watched the beginning on a plane and I was like, this is a little more interesting than I thought at first. Yes, exactly. But doesn't sustain it. No. It, you know, it's all right. Once you've seen one dystopian, you've seen them all. <laughs> That's um, what it looked like. But Pop Culture Happy Hour did this really awesome take on it and I. I find that their assessment of it is really right. Like in a in a world where, like, th- like you get separated into factions based on like what you're good at. You know, Dauntless is like the physical like police keepers, and then Candor is like the truth tellers, and Erudite are, are the smart ones. They're like, oh, like you're born into these factions, and that's the way you grow up. But you can make a choice into what faction you go into, mm-hmm. regardless of what this like really fucked up aptitude test tells you, but you still get a choice. And it's like, that's not, yeah, <laughs> like, whatever. Um, well, I do want to see, and that sounds kind of like The Giver, which I have not seen. I don't want to see that. Because What's you think it'll just be bad? I think it'll be bad. See, I feel like The, the Giver is one of the very first. Oh, wait, is that the Meryl Streep one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it's based on a very well-known and old, like, dystopia. It's kind of the first one of these young adult dystopian novels. Yeah, my novels. niece had to read it for school. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people do, and it's an excellent novel. It's it's fairly straightforward, but there's some really cool stuff. And, I mean, the people in it, Jeff Bridges in it, Meryl Streep's in it, uh, it Weinstein Brothers are producing. Like, it should be a lot, doing better, a lot better. But right. people said that it came too late, that it was too much like these other works that have actually been written since Lois right. Lowry wrote it, and they just never made a movie. So, I don't know. I want to see that at some point. But um, some other fall movies. Uh, the, did you guys see the trailer for Birdman with Michael Keaton playing a washed no, up I actor? No, I heard about it, though. Who played as uh, a winged uh, uh, superhero, basically. A dark, winged, vengeful superhero. Uh, who's like, I love the cartoon. Well... It's not. It's not the cartoon, but it's it's kind of like a more postmodern take on this actor that played Batman for a lot, you know, and he did, well, uh, and his life afterwards, and he hears like the voice of the character, and it it kind of starts to drive him crazy. It looks funny. My marriage. <laughs> oh. Um. There's a couple other really interesting. Like, there's one that's like a, a continuation of. Of Wuthering Heights that was surprising, uh. like it's but it's like Darcy. Darcy is that? Am I doing the right one? Or, uh, uh, that's not Wuthering. Oh no, that's Wuthering Heights. That's um Pride, and, Pride Prejudice. and Prejudice. So it's like a sequel of sorts. I'm not. To I'm, that. 
you know what? This is going to sound really strange because I love adaptations. Uh-huh. However, I'm a Jane Austen like purist. If uh-huh. I would have gone to grad school, yeah. I would have focused on Jane Austen. Okay. I don't broke these. Well, but this isn't like, one of those like Pemberton, ridiculous. Like, no, I just, it just. That's a, a whim, uh, death comes to Wembley or something. Like that. Anyway, P.D. James, uh, who is an author I've heard of, it's meant to be a sequel, but it sort of like kind of turns the original on its head and kind of like re- reanalyzes it or yeah, kind of no, explores I, it. I know. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I'm interested in that. I, I love like Grendel, you know, seeing like this tale of Beowulf spun from like the other perspective. And that's more of a not sequel, but um, I like that idea that you can play with an existing work and kind of analyze it. Anyway, there's a movie about coming out. Um, there's a actually a bunch of movies that sounded kind of interesting. Surprisingly, no comic book movies in the fall. Oh, they're all summer now. Yeah. Spring and summer. Even spring like Sin City, which summer. none of oh us saw god. that. Oh my god, I, had, I don't care. I had a spring awakening moment just now. Oh. I was like, what were we talking about? Sin, Sin City, Dame oh. to Kill For. I actually, I, I like the original one. I, you know, even though Frank Miller's a bit crazy, I, I kind of still oh, like yeah. his work and <laughs> I'd like to see it at some point, but I, I, I have not Turtles. heard. I didn't see Transformers. I actually want to see Turtles just because I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan. My brother was a huge Ninja Turtle fan. And, you know, a lot of people said that it's better than Transformers. It's not that it's good. They still think, even though it was kind of, you know, whatever. You know what's better than Transformers? What? Roadkill. Oh. <laughs> oh. When you set the bar low. No, it's when true. When you're limboing. It's true. And it's you true. set the bar so low, you can't possibly go under. You just step over. I just hate Megan Fox for Turtles, yeah, so I have to wait for I, you know, I, so I, I can fast forward through her fucking Well, and that's what you could do. You just kind of get the, the good stuff. Um, and then the only movie that I definitely want to see is Interstellar, which is the new Chris Nolan. Um, you know, it, it, I don't understand what it's really about. Well, I, it, it looks interesting. Ostensibly. Oh, where they travel through yeah, space. Yeah, to find another because place Because the to Earth live. is like, the, there's no more food right. being produced because the, the environment's so polluted and everything that they have to go out into inter, like interstellar space to find a new home. But there's more going on because the trailers, they give you a little bit of that. Right, there's, exactly. There's I'm weird like, the stuff. The stuff they show, I'm like, okay, but there's yeah. got to be more to it. There, there is. Right. I'll totally go with you. Okay, because Chris Nolan, he's one of my favorite directors. I, I think it's Chris. Christopher Nolan. Chris Nolan. Uh, I love his Batman trilogy, and I love uh, Inception. So I, and I'm a big sci-fi, you know, obviously. So. <laughs> exactly. That's all I think it's still a big. So uh, those are our favorite movies. If you have other movies that you want to, like, if you're excited about, you want to share with us, trailers, whatever, uh, please go to our Facebook and share them with us, because I love when we have users interact with us, either on Twitter or Facebook, or email. Especially when you're cute. Especially when you're cute. No, any of it. And you can actually post on our Facebook wall, and we'll see it. And if we really like it, because it kind of like hides those from most users, we'll we'll repost it, and we'll share it. So if you're interested and want to share something with us, please do. Uh, Flame On Show on Facebook and uh, other social media outlets. So, television. Television. We have a lot this fall. I will... We will be doing a special podcast, a special microsoft where we will delve a little deeper than we normally do into shows that we've really enjoyed recently. Uh, I probably in the next couple months we got to find a hole in the schedule. But uh, real quick, one I want to mention is Halt and Catch Fire. My brother told me catch about fire. it. Catch Fire. What's it called? Halt and Catch Fire. No, catch Fire is uh, is a gay way to say go to hell. Oh, oh is it really? Well, it's a it's a. Oh, I never knew like, that. Um, a married to medicine way to say. Catch, you know, catch fire, go to hell. I like that. I'm going to use that. Too. Well, so this is real quick, and then my brother and I, because we just finished the season, we'll talk about it in this, this episode we do. It's 80s 
early 80s, birth of the PC market. You know, IBM's out there. Mac just comes out by the end of the series. And it is all about a team trying to build another personal computer that people are going to love. And it was excellent. And Lee Pace is the main guy in it. And he plays kind of like Christian Bale from American Psycho. Oh, God. Unhinged, like corporate. But, but more than that, but just... And there's lots of 80s music. And it's set in Dallas in the 80s. But it, it's shot in Atlanta, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, but, it, but it looks like pitch perfect. I mean, I grew up in that era. Uh, it's set in like, 83, I think, is the main year because it ends in oh. 84. Um, oh. And uh, The Return of the Jedi is out. And they, they have a thing about that. I mean, all if you are into computers, if you are interested in that kind of stuff, you got to check it out. And uh, it, it was on AMC. It just ended about a month ago. Okay, so I'm waiting for it to come on Netflix. It is on Amazon. That's how I watched it. Oh, but, but feel free to wait near that. Um, but, but. But before we get into what we're excited about for the fall, because there's a lot of that, there is a new show that has just started. In fact, oh, I say new. A new season of a show. Should I go pee? I'm going to go pee. Important. I know what this is Eric about. actually watched minute, part of it. I watched it. So <laughs> I'm going to go oh, pee. Wait, before we start that. You haven't seen it, have you? No, I have. Of course I have. Both? Shut your dirty, filthy mouth. Both episodes? Yes. All right, good. Before we start that, yep. I'd like to give a PSA. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, probably more gentlemen than ladies, but ladies and gentlemen, some people may tell you to watch a certain show about vampires. I'm here to tell you, I have come to the end of it, and I must warn you, don't fucking watch True Blood. It's trash. <gasps> oh, that's right. The final I saw the last of episode. True Blood was bad. There were good parts in it, and I'll tell you this, it wasn't about Bill. It wasn't like one or two episodes were about Eric and Pam that I really liked, but Sookie, the whole Sookie Bill like resolution, I hated. Oh, can I talk about Sookie for a minute? You know what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Spoilers. There will be spoilers. They're no, this not is not a spoiler. Uh-uh. Okay. So my husband has been watching. How long has it been on? True Blood? How many years? Eight, seven seasons. Seven. seven seasons. Okay. We're watching it. And he's like, wow, True Blood wasn't nominated for anything in the Emmys. How do you think that makes these actresses and actors feel? I'm like, well, I, you know, uh, Suki wasn't nominated for anything for the X-Men. Who was she in the X-Men? <laughs> okay, this is coming from his husband who worships the X-Men. I'm like, honey, that was Rogue. So he sits back and he's looking at it. He goes, oh my God, it's Rogue. <laughs> Seven years later, my husband just put together that Rogue is in True Blood. Wow. Well, it doesn't help in the most recent X-Men that she was basically cut from the movie, right? St- come, It's living with me. How many times are the fucking X-Men movie on my house? Yeah. Sure, actually. No, like, the only, the All right, only let's part... Let's do spoilers, though, because I... I well, yeah, we can get there. I want to know... I was, I'm was i a lapsed True Blood fan. I, Good. Yeah. Don't go back. I watched through season two, maybe three. I saw Alcide, and that was where I was Wait, like, did you, right. So, no, you you didn't hit the, the witches one, did you? Yeah, no, that was the one I stopped on. I think okay. it was during yeah, the that witches was, one. I, I okay. stopped. I mean, that I, was pretty I, I made right. through most of it. I think there's a few episodes left. Um, And I, I, I saw really Alcide, like and I like Alcide a lot. Uh, Well, first of all, I heard they killed off Alcide, like, ish, episode, what, two, three? Like, pretty early. I mean, they killed Tara, Finally, right? They killed. No, this is what pisses me off about <laughs> True Blood, and why I realized when I realized they like this season was going to be awful. Except for Arlene, the Arlene storyline. Uh-huh. Oh, she was fabulous. Yeah, I loved her because every time I think of like her, I'm just like I can't die here. I got kids. <laughs> um, but 
they kill Tara off screen. What? And whenever, yeah. They Cyclops her? Yes. Oh, And the that's thing not about cool. it is, they brought her back for this really drawn out story arc mm-hmm. that could have been done in like two episodes, but they dragged it out for like this secret that's not even a secret. And I'm just like, this is awful. Like, you don't, like, none of this is giving you closure. And the problem I've always had with True Blood is that the beginning of the season is great. And then they get muddled in all of these, like, side stories. And instead of, like, forcing their characters to deal with, st- uh, uh. deal with stuff, they're just like, and here's a hodgepodge stew of, like, the last uh, episode, the final episode of the season, where 30 minutes is the resolution. Uh-huh. Then they do a time jump, and then they're like, okay, and this is where we're going to leave you for a cliffhanger. Usually that's the way it works. The problem with this season is, is that they didn't have that, you know, option of next season. This was it. And they just dragged out this, like, Sookie Bill story arc that, you know, I don't care about. And so, a lot of people did So Bill is no longer immortal god, whatever, Lilith, no. none of that. In AIDS fact, went around yeah, to start taking them they out. Just, they really, it's the problem that I have, and this is not to say that there isn't a place for it, but they did this, like analogy of like hep b Uh which is like this like engineered virus that humans like are carriers but they're not affected by Uh and vampires get really sick and they eventually die it's aids they put aids in true blood of course they did and they really like hammered home this message about bill caught hep v he caught the Hep B okay. from Sookie okay. because they weren't careful. Well, and then he's like, "I want to die. I feel more human now that I blah 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 bullshit." And then they did this time jump where where the Who thing is. The is Who's the here's the thing. Fog? Here's the thing. You realize that everybody who's still alive gets a happy ending. Even Jason Stackhouse, who doesn't learn anything. Nope. Jess and Hoyt get back together, oh. even though they never admit that they mind rape him. In mm. the last what ten minutes of the show, like yeah. there's a wedding. They're wedding? getting married, <laughs> and then to add insult to injury, Sookie like closes the chapter on Bill. Whatever, I get it. Well, because he dies. Yeah, no, she kills him. Okay, no, no. Okay, wait. Okay, that whole thing that happens. All right, so she couldn't use her blast powers to kill him. Wait, wait, you know, her mercy fairy killing. Power. Yeah, it was like a yeah. he wanted it. So this whole thing couldn't happen. So I'm watching this. So instead she stakes him and blood goes all over. I'm like, oh, because that's not going to leave a scar. <laughs> She's covered head to toe and like Bill. Carrie and yeah. Bill. And, but the blast wouldn't have scarred her. And you know, I'm and like, she oh closes. God. She closes this like pine box 19, like, I'm sorry, 1880s coffin from the Civil War. It's his coffin. It's his grave. Oh, and then she like covers his grave by hand and dirt. And then we realize that, you know, a couple years later, Bill and Pam are super rich. They're together, which we don't care about. Because they've and Pam. always I'm sorry, no, um Eric. Eric. Oh. And then they're like on the like Forbes list and like they're a part of the stock market with new blood, which is pretty much Truvada. And then like I shit you not. And then oh boy. like Sookie does this like Thanksgiving dinner with the good vampires and their like human lover counterparts and she's pregnant because she's gotten married we assume 
but you never see her husband's or like baby daddy's face because he's not important she he's not important that's the thing that makes me mad about true blood everything we went through is not important because she married or got knocked up by some random ass fuck and it's just it's garbage it's garbage it's garbage don't watch it it's garbage well, now you don't have to. You know what happens. <laughs> and that's what we've done And for that's you. the end of You're it. welcome. Okay, so now. You're welcome. Do what you need to do. Now I can go pee. Doctor Who. All right. So, a lot of consternation with this new doctor being older. Mm-hmm. People were a little freaked out online somewhat. Some people were cool. I was cool, certainly. Peter Capaldi. I'm saying his name right. Uh, and uh, Jenna. Uh, I can never say her. Coleman. Coleman. I want to say Jenna Louise from uh, the uh, fourth doctor, but brand new doctor, old companion from the previous incarnation. What do we think of his first episode? Deep breath. This was an 80 minute episode. They showed in theaters. It was a big production. It re it introduced the new doctor, it reintroduced Dr. Who to everybody after mm. however many months off. what do you think? Um, I thought it was a, a really good episode to start with. Um, I love that they gave me a lot of the creepiness that we got in the, the Matt Smith era um, with the, like, you know, the faux restaurant that's really just harvesting organs. The um, For me, the villains are forgettable, but sometimes Doctor Who villains are forgettable. It's, it's about what's happening with the characters that we love. I love that even... With the the old characters that they brought in, the fan favorites. Yep, the Paternoster gang. Uh, uh, Madame Vostra, the lizard lady, mm-hmm. her wife, Jenny, who's her wife or her maid, depending on who you who you uh, are talking to. But basically, it's her wife. Mm-hmm. And Strax, of course, yes. the the nice or at least reformed Santaran uh, associate. Yeah, and they, they give you all of those, like... Old touchstones to tell yep. you, like this is the new person. They made, they mentioned Rose or not Rose, uh, Amy. Uh-huh. Uh, there's little. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Little, like you said, touches of the previous incarnation throughout the episode to kind of anchor you and go, okay, you guys. And and this is where, like Pat and I talked about this. They do this intentionally. Moffat has yes. said he wanted to make sure, and this has happened in previous uh, regenerations, that uh, especially people who are maybe younger, no, they, they're reassured. I'll, I'll take it from here. Okay. It's the new Whovians that are the problem. Okay. Because we've gotten everything we've ever wanted. You know, in the Christopher Eccleston, like Matt Smith, David Tennant eras, and we've never had a doctor this old. But I remember watching the old Doctor right. Who episodes. Yep. You know, even though I, I don't watch them now because I'm just like, here I am in the present. I don't really need to go back. If I want to go back and I have that wave of nostalgia, yeah, so yeah. be it. But the thing is, I'm used to seeing different doctors. We're all used to seeing different doctors, but yep. the age is very drastic. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to keep all of those, you know, it, it, on the surface, it's all the girls who want... You know, who's their boyfriend? Doctor Who. They, want, yeah, a they boyfriend. want a boyfriend. Yeah, and they make that very explicit in one of the speeches. But it's, it's more the new than doctor that. is not your boyfriend. Yeah, and it's more than that. It's that that youth that Doctor Who doesn't always portray. It's portrayed in these past. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Like six, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, we're on the seventh, right? Eighth. Eighth. Yeah, so uh, six, six, seventh debatable with yeah. Christopher Eccleston. And so we're having this to see that, you know, it is still the doctor. Yes. And I'm just like, yes, we get it. And they really hold the, the viewer's hand yes. throughout that first episode. They go so far as, and when we've been spoiling and we're going to continue spoiling from here on out, they even go so far as to have Matt Smith's doctor call as Clara's sort of not sure she's been hanging out with him. This has one adventure. last, don't leave us, yeah. we need your money. Ba- yeah. Basically like, hey, this is, you know, that's me. Be, it's okay. You, he needs you right now. He's really scared. And, and and a lot of people, I mean, like, they go, oh, Matt Smith, we love it. Oh, yeah. And that was fine. I, I was fine with that. But what really touched me was after that. Because basically, uh, they're just out of the TARDIS. Uh, Clara's cell phone rings. It's Matt Smith. It's uh, 11. He's about to regenerate before she goes and finds him. Uh, and, you know, they, they have a little talk. And the, the new doctor, 12, comes out and is like, is that the doctor? And then you hear Matt Smith, is that the doctor? And so there's this kind of cute little timey-wimey, you know, whatever. But then once she hangs up, the new doctor says, you know, what's the answer? Like, because he basically asked her to stay with him. And she's like, how did you know? And it, you, you, Why were you listening to our conversation? Or, you know, something like that. And he's like, you don't see me. You see something else, but you don't see me. That was me. I just did that before i regenerated like mm. the doctor is a continuous person even if his incarnations are distinct personalities but that to me that you don't see me and how yeah. crestfallen he was and how i mean that to me is the the core of the problem and it really hit home with me because in our life we do change we're different people day to day or at the very least we're different people you know year to year we oh. change mm. and there are people in our life that either come in, come in and out, or are with us constantly. That will someday look at us and go, "I don't know who you are anymore," because they have just either you know had this mental model that has been updated, and they just haven't seen the change. Or one day that change just smacks them on the face and says, "Look, I'm not the same person anymore." Mm. And that was really poignant to me. So I think at the end of the day, it was a it was sort of a message to the fans who were maybe on the fence about it. They made a lot of jokes about being old. It was this was the thing the new tone of the new the, the new episodes, and we'll talk about the second one here in a second. It is darker. 
it is more mysterious. There's an intent to make the doctor mysterious again, mm. not just this really nice bloke who always saves the day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still manic. It's still funny. It's got humor. It's got, you know, interesting relationships. And, I mean, it's Doctor Who through and through. So I'm, I was very relieved, even though there's, a, like I said, a darker tone. Um, what do you think of the very end with Missy? I, or I should say Mary Poppins. Yes. I am hoping that she is new master. So that's one theory. That's so one Missy, theory, yes. mistress, master. So it's possible that she's the doctor's you know, nemesis. Uh, we also have people who speculated because basically this chick shows up. I don't know where she's got like this beautiful garden and the main villain uh, in this first piece who's a and clockwork. The, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, he falls to his death. Maybe the doctor pushed him. Maybe he jumped. Who knows? But he then materializes or just wakes up and is in this place with this Mary Poppins character named Missy. And she's like, you're in heaven. How you know? Oh, so you you know, this is the promised land. Um, what did you think of my boyfriend or what did you think of my? Uh, yeah, I think it's boyfriend. And and so there's some people speculating, of course, that it's like River Song sort of regenerated or, or some sort of new thing with River Song. Some people have suggested it's like a TARDIS in pers- incarnated. I don't think it's River because she comes across, intentionally so, as is cruel and cold. Oh, yeah. She she doesn't care. And that, that leads me to what I like about what they're doing is that even though Clara pushes past her reservations about him uh-huh. you know, superficially... She doesn't know him. Right. And he doesn't care anymore. He doesn't know who he is. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can't if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Right. And and that's that's what like when you know, during deep breath, when she's like, you know, the doctor always has my back because he abandons her. Oh yeah. That was and tough. she that was reaches like... reaches back and there's nothing there at first. You realize I'm like Holy shit! Like he's lost what humanity he's gained. Yeah, and that's what I like about the the first episode and the second episode is that. So let's he, talk about the second episode. So it's called Into the Dalek, uh-huh. and it literally has the Doctor in like a little farther future. You know, the humans are fighting the Daleks. He and Clara go inside. They get shrunk down, and they go inside Fantastic a Dalek. Fantastic voyage! And, and they even make a joke about that. Um. And basically, this Dalek is malfunctioning because all he is saying is... You're crazy. Um, He's saying, kill the Daleks. He's basically realized, by watching a star being born, that the Daleks are out to destroy everything in the universe. And he sees this life prevailing and how futile the Daleks' mission is. So now he wants to basically stop them. So they're trying to go in and fix this problem, make figure out what's going on. And so they repair them and then find out, oops, by repairing this, this fault, this, like, whatever, you know, whatever it was. Like, now he's back to the old school evil Dalek. So you get this whole playoff of, you know, why is the Dalek good or evil? Okay, what's causing that? And in the beginning of the episode, the doctor asked Clara, Clara, am I a good man? So you have this kind of duality of both Dalek and the, the doctor trying to figure out who they are, what their you know alignment is, if you want to borrow you know that terminology. But, you know, am I a good Chaotic person good. or not? What's that? Chaotic good. Yeah. Um, um, so you were saying, though, I mean, it, it sort of ties into that. Yeah, and I like it. And you see that, 
you know, like he still has his his issues and his prejudices and like right now he's still really raw and Mr. Pink is so fucking gorgeous. Oh, I know. And he is a very lovely man. So he is the new, well, from what people have said, he will be a new co-companion, which is kind of funny because he and Claire are both teachers at the school. Yes, yes, that, I know. Which, which is kind of funny because the first two yeah. companions were teachers or whatever. But uh, he is not a formal companion yet. In fact, one of the soldiers uh, at the end of the episode basically sees the doctor and you know sees her situation and says, I want to go with you. Please take me with you. And the doctor is like, no, I don't take soldiers or i'm really sorry you're a great person i but i don't he has i wish you weren't a soldier yeah. wish you were a soldier he has a historical thing as soldiers danny pink is a former soldier although there's some you know whatever in his past that's causing him to regret something but but it's going to be interesting seeing how that character eventually finds its way into the tardis and what mm-hmm. that means um overall the but season's you like strong. you like the second episode as well the second episode was all right i you i've already said this on this podcast you don't like Dallas. it's always the second episode where i'm just like eh, but this one wasn't so bad you know it had echoes of the eccleston dalek episode in fact yeah. i think this doctor and oh he, yeah no beat for beat when they walk into a room and yeah. there's there's a Dalek there, and it's not so bad, and yeah. then it turns out to be bad. But now this time, like that's why I always have issues with the second episode. They don't know what they're doing. But overall, I'm excited to see Missy shows up again. Yeah, so they're reintroducing this arc more than I thought they would, because I'm kind of like every episode. Usually they're something. more subdued. But... Yeah, and the next episode's Robin Hood or something yeah. Robin Hood. So mm-hmm. it's so, good. I'm, I'm Eric. You watched it. What did you think? I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. The okay. guy with the big vagina eye, and it's all messy and disgusting, and oh. she was getting electrocuted with the fake tubing from Home Depot. I couldn't get into okay, it. Let's and th- the eight balls with the eyes that were electrocuted people, where they point blank weren't hitting anybody, but they were getting hit by it. It's like G.I. Like, Joe. How is this happening? It's G.I. <laughs> Joe. They shoot at you, they don't get hit. Let's talk about that. I will say their, their production quality is years and Far better than it ever used to be. But the scene where Claire is on the brain like control thing, oh, that and was those just like terrible, uh, what are that venting uh, duct work, yeah. duct uh, oh flexible duct stuff? Like it was just she a was little in a high too <laughs> custodial closet. It, it, it was it was unfortunate that there was at least one scene where it was very obvious what it was. And it, anyway, overall production's good. Uh, you know, Doctor Who is alive again for another 13 episodes or 12 in Christmas or whatever. And uh, we have a new Doctor, so yay. Oh, do you 13. like the new opening? I just meant to ask that. I, You know what? The new opening openings always take some time to get used to, but yeah. I really like it. It is it's slowly adjusting. Like, I didn't like it at first. I thought it was ridiculous. It's got clocks and all this other shit. Yeah. But for Doctor Who, it's a time travel show. It makes more sense. And they're, they're like, I like space. the planets coming out of, like, the spiders. Yeah, and, and the music's like a tweaked version yeah. sort mm-hmm. of other thing. So, anyway, so Doctor Who's back. Um, the Nerdy Show people are going to be doing some more Doctor Who stuff, I found out. So, there might actually be a microsode coming out soon. So, stay tuned for that. Uh, other oh, Fall yeah. TV, I know I I'm excited. to follow that. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, let, me, let me just cut to the chase. I'm probably, maybe, I, I probably will give Gotham three episodes. Okay. I probably won't watch Flash. Really? I'm I probably, can give you the first episode if you want to check it out. The uh, Flash you know or Gotham? Here's, the Flash. Here's really? the problem. It was, it was, it's, it's okay. It's not great. It's not even uh, It's that. fun. But I, it's it's not Barry Allen to me. It's right. Wally West. But he's I thought it is young, Barry. Huh? But it is it Barry. Is, but he's too twinkish and young. Yeah. I did like that John Wesley slipped the original uh, Flash. Is the dad. Plays his dad. Yeah, that's cool. There's aspects that are interesting, 
but it is so CW or WB or however. I think we'll go WB Dawson's Creek oh, wow. <laughs> kind of thing to it. So I'm like, it's going to do well, but it's not. I don't know how long I'll be on board. I'm interested in seeing how they build out their cinematic, or, or if they're not cinematic, but their TV universe at the very least. And I do need to get caught up in Arrow, because Arrow's, Arrow's great, and I need to watch well, that. Well, Arrow's point blank. Rachel Gould is, vil- is the villain this season. What is it going to be? What's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson says he wants to play, but I don't think he has the part. I think somebody else is. Okay. He's okay. too expansive. Well, yeah, there's that. We now, um, <laughs> Constantine also is looking very good, although there might I'm be issues. Yeah. Um, they recast like the, the female lead, which Who was Tana. Was it Tana? I, I can't wait for uh, her to get dragged to hell and we just do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back. Because, nope. again, that show finished really strong. And did you notice that Deathlock now in the, in the comic books oh looked like the black God. guy? <laughs> I was just beside myself. But, you know, there are telling. J. August Richards. The old uh, Deadlo- uh, Deathlock is in The Invaders. I actually picked that issue up because I had stopped reading it. Because it has I old why. school Deathlock. Yeah. Poor James Robinson. You should have stayed on Earth too, bit. <laughs> well, no, it got a lot better when he left. But yeah, all right, well, yeah, true. Um, it did. So I don't know what other TV shows. I, uh, Selfie, I'm I'm excited about because oh, American Horror Story, Freak Show. That we have Patty Labelle coming aboard. That's crazy. So, and then Cher, because there was a trailer with Cher. So I mean, but I haven't seen that she's in it. But she, there was a trailer with her. I showed her. I was like, look, I don't I'm I, like that. Looks like Cher. Cher. My Cher. most, I, I love American Horror Story. Don't get me wrong. My excitement is the fact that it's set in Jupiter, Florida in the 50s, and my family lives in Jupiter. Oh, so no. I, I, girl, girl, I don't know if I can watch this. I, I'm just like, this I'm is going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm, real, I'm like, the inbreeding thing just freaks me the fuck, sh- the fuck out, and that's all this uh, freak show is going to be is inbreeding. Really? They have the smallest woman in the world that Jessica Lange was holding, and I'm just like, she's like, this big. Oh, weird. Well, it's American Horror Story. It's we'll going to be crazy. We're going to love it. What other shows? Anything else uh, exciting? I know there's like a, a something. Lo- Brooklyn oh, Love okay. Story, I think, is one that Pat's excited about. That looks good. We're watching Garfunkel and Oates. Have you guys watched that? I, I, I am super familiar with Garfunkel and Oates. Holy fucking shit. It is like a female Fly of the Concords, ridiculously funny and very raunchy. Really? And it's on, it's on right now. It's on uh, IFC. And I just, they're funny, and, and again, it's, its its you know. Oh, do you know what I watched good. three seasons of? That I'm, like, heartbroken, and I'm going to have to wait years for it to come back? What? Sherlock. <gasps> you liked it? I loved it. I'm so glad you liked loved that. It. And I went to, I thought I had six episodes for the third season. Uh, I was like, oh, yay! Uh, and I go to uh, hit episode uh, four, and I'm like... What do you mean the behind the scenes crap? Yeah, that's behind it. the scenes crap. No, you're saying it may not be back until the end of next year. You know, yeah. you, you should watch um, Luther. Have you seen Luther yet? No. Well, I mean, I hear watch like Luther. Or, but Oral talks about like Luther is good, but he's like, oh, so much murder. I you had can't to take, take a break. So much I still murder. haven't finished the final season of either. Luther, but it's because Elba. Like, I know, can, and that's the reason why I want to watch it. You can it. watch a lot of it because it's great, but I, and I shit you not, me. Like the, you know, the not pessimistic, but realistic person. I just needed a break. It was just, I just, I felt so like depressed about humanity. <laughs> it is, it is a dark show, but it's, it's, it's not similar to Sherlock, but if you like Sherlock, oh. you might like Luther. Yeah, no, you'll love um, Luther. All right. Any other TV? That's, all right, no, not let's really. move on. Uh, now I have not seen this video. This is uh, our, our, our news section, our timely news section. And uh, there's a video going around about oh. a gay a uh, 20-year-old, I believe. 20-year-old that came out to uh-huh. his, like, 
what was it, Tennessee? I couldn't I do it. But it was like, and he came out, and uh, I watched it because everybody was telling so me. So why to. was it filmed? It was like he a, did it because oh, he, he wanted it. to show what their reaction was. Was this like a secret like. hidden camera, or he had? He like, had a hidden camera, oh. and his stepmother started hitting him, and his grandmother was cheering her on. They were beating him because he was gay, beating him because he was coming out gay, and it was so horrific and oh. so horrifying and so heartbreaking. To watch what this guy went through, trying to say, you know, it's like they were just damning him to hell, and you heard it in the way they were talking. I, I just saw it posted, and like you said, I couldn't watch it. I, I read the the article, but yeah. I so didn't. he's okay. Like he's, he's okay now, staying with friends, and they're hoping that the family will go for counseling, and that's the last I heard about. Yeah, the family it. needs to go for counseling. Oh no, fuck that! Not shit. this poor I'm boy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and he's with twenty, that, so I mean, at least 20. he's not you know stuck there. But but I couldn't, you know, it just Ugh. makes sound like. Oh my god! Well, in imagine. good news and good gay news, state of Florida is mere. So good about it. What's well, so fucking good oh about god. it? <laughs> my mom actually said the same thing. It's kind of funny, but but her reasoning was because uh, she still has hope. No. no, no. <laughs> All right, real quick. Uh, my ex, uh, who some probably have heard me refer to in the past. Uh, oh, he, what's his name? You don't have to tell us his name. We just call him uh, that guy now. Um, he is. He and I were domestic partners. Uh, we we registered pretty quickly after Orange County had that, and then what? About a year later, we broke up. And my mom reminds me when the gay marriage thing comes up. Well, look what you missed. If gay marriage was legal, you would have been half your income and all this stuff about you know all this great. I'm like, great mom, thanks for that. But in theory, <laughs> I still am very happy that the uh, state of Florida. Uh, not only has had like three like regional courts overturn, you know the, right. the but the 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 I think it's the district courts also said yes we're overturning, and they told the state attorney general Pam Bondi, who has been basically trying to quote unquote enforce the constitution, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's her job, but I still think she's a bitch. But whatever, she's been trying to appeal and push this decision. Well, they've gotten it stayed, so no one could go out and get married right now. But basically, as soon as the state Supreme Court hears this, it will be decided for the state, and it doesn't look like this will be delayed any longer. So good news for a lot of gay and lesbian couples out there, both on the marriage side and on the divorce side you as know, well. You know, I would have, I would, I, you know, this is going to sound very bitter. Uh-huh. I would care if I had a man, but I don't. So what the fuck does this have to do with me? You don't, you don't have a man? I mean, it's complicated. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, anyway, I'm very happy about that. Obviously, we are from Florida. We want to see our friends and no, fellow. We don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm done with weddings. I'm so happy for you. There you go. Exactly. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> it is that time when we should talk about comic books. And on, I'll tell you right now. Our our enthusiasm right now for comic books is sort of, you know, in between. Uh, we've enjoyed certain things and certain publishers and some indie books have come out that have been cool. But really, it's kind of eh, right now. It's, everything's wrapping up. Everything yeah. seems like everything's about to really start for the, you know, now the summer's October, ending. November. And now the uh, fall into the winter yep. events are going to start up again. But we um, have access coming from Marvel. Oh, I'm very doing. What's the future's I'm end? No, no, but what's their event? Because, you know. They're not doing an event right now. It's no. Future's End in September, and that's it. Until next spring when they are doing something. There's the, the Band-Aid they refer to it. When they're moving their offices, they're going to have some of oh, that. that's right. That's the whole rumor they might bring back the old DCU as, a, as like another universe. Or whatever. Not. The only thing DC is doing right now that I'm excited about 
is Multiversity. Because this book has been promised hey, and, and... Hey, Eric. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Eric. Do you want to find a way to put ourselves in the DC universe and then go out into a desert? I'm drinking! I'm drinking over we're here! Just, we're just going to trip on peyote? Let's just trip on peyote. Let's commune with... With the mother head, the god Captain Carrot. It's Captain Carrot. Listen, Captain Carrot was in it for like about five pages. He's in it prominently. But I thought you, but you that made it sound like. He is on the cover and he is in it. But he's, he's not just like. Captain he's Carrot. one of the characters. There's many more. Black Obama Superman is also prominently featured in it. And, and he's great. So I love Shawanda Wonder Woman with her big hoop earrings with right? the star. No, I love that. It says Shawanda Shaniqua Amazonia. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal of multiversity. If you if you've been under a rock, you haven't heard about this. Grant Morrison has been trying to figure out a way to really capstone his work at DC, explore some of the themes and characters he's introduced in the past. Most specifically, the guy, the Monitor, Nick Suotan, whatever, Final Crisis, and really kind of explore the multiverse. Nick Suotan. In, in D.C., of which there have been over the course of however many years, all the Elseworld, those are all parallel universes. In Final Crisis, he had that Superman Beyond 2, two part that had all the different Superman of all the different planets. In 3D. In 3D. Didn't uh, understand it in 2D. So 3D at me. <laughs> here's my thing about it, though. Well, the first issue came out, and it's basically just setting the stage. It introduces what Nick Suatan as his role as the judge. Super judge. Super judge. Uh, with his monkey, with his monkey assistant, which I don't know what that's referring. Somebody said that's a valiant reference, and I was like, really? I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it shows a, like a, a sneak peek at some of the universes, including the Captain Carrot universe, mm. including the take on Marvel, which I thought was which, pretty funny. No, no. See, here's the thing. What? When Hickman did it, it was oh, really boy. good. They had gravitas, yes. Hickman, if you will. Hickman was good. I think Grant Morrison is not trying to do what Hickman was doing. No, but it's just like, we're all punchy and like, we don't care where you came from. You just appear out of nowhere. We're going to attack you. Which only happens. Okay, like back, choice. back, it back up. Lot, yeah. When you have a crossover in Marvel, what is the first thing I, you the do? Punch. They fight. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is that like, DC too a little bit. you know, okay. you expect so much from Grant Morrison. And he's just boiled you do? it down. I do. I don't. Uh, I don't. I <laughs> think the, the you, you know, you as in other people. Oh, okay. So it is the first issue. I know that they're going to build from here. And I know they're going to explore different universes. Most famously, they've talked about the Fawcett universe. They're going to have Captain Marvel and his family. They're going to do one that's set in the Watchmen or the, uh, what's the, the company? Was it, it's not, is it Fawcett? Who did? I think so. I can't think. Anyway, they're going to have one that does the Watchmen stuff from his own perspective. But basically, what really was interesting to me is all the hype about this book is he's trying to do some kind of head trip, like put you in the comic and it's It's meta. And I don't understand yet what he's doing or how it's working. But the one thing I did see, and and he's talked about this too in interviews. As you see, I'm playing with my phone, so I've lost interest in this conversation. It is, girl. You do that all the time when we're recording. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, the one thing he has said, and I, I do like this conceit actually, is every universe sort of knows about each other because the comic books in their universe are about the characters in another universe, and this does fit in to Morrison's uh, overall ideas about how stuff works because he does actually believe that ideas are just as valid as physical forms, and so when you have a character like Superman as an idea. 
Um, it is more powerful in some ways than individual humans because it lasts for so much longer and is something that can be transmitted and changes and has power in people's lives. So all of this fits into what he basically has been doing throughout his career. You know who also did that? Bill Willingham and Mike Carey and Fable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Grant, um, and uh, Alan Moore most recently when he did that snake god story in, uh, in uh, God is Dead. Same idea. That was actually really good. It was. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. That was fun. But you know what? The, th- so. the thing is, okay, so take, for example, uh, Mind Management. Really smart. Love I it. I need to read it, but I haven't. You I should, good. I because good. you'll love it. Okay. But the problem is, is like with Mind Management, it's meta because it has to be. Uh-huh. And, and I don't find it obnoxious. Like, I get meta textual. Like, I get it. Right. I understand it. But if you're going to do it, do it right. And I don't think he has. I, I just, I, it's so early to say. The first yeah, issue was sort of. issue, but, but I've been his through meta this again thing, with him. His like, meta thing is. Just how many the, issues is total? I think it's like eight. Six. Six? Six and a couple more. Because next one is the, the society or something. Yeah. Okay. Which girl. Hold on. From a, from a logistic standpoint and a retailer standpoint, I thought we were going to have to add it as like a one shot. But it's not. It's, it's part a part of, of multiversity. Yeah, so whoever gets multiversity automatically gets this. Yeah. Gonna be a mess. Uh-huh. I'll just, I'll just make sure I call that morning. See You'll get copy. it. Um, but no, I, I'm excited. And I want to say the meta thing, it can be done for laughs. The thing to point out in this is it's, it's, it is done to be somewhat like tongue-in-cheek in the sense that he's like poking at Marvel a little bit, whatever. But he is trying to really embrace this idea that all stories are equally valid and they're in, in the same collected universe. So I like that. I'm going to keep reading it. And I'll report back on it if it sucks. Well, we'll still be reading it because we don't be have reading? a choice. Uh, <laughs> now, other than that in DC, is there really anything? Wonder Woman ending. ending. Oh, um, Wonder Woman ended? Did it end well, well, no, no. Two no, more issues? Oh, Three more issues? Well, see, here's the thing. Oh, we're it takes right the hiatus. Now we're trapped oh. in the... Future's End. Future's End five years later. Yeah. Which we don't really... Which, it's written by Charles Soule, and it's her accepting the uh, fact that she's the goddess of war. Yeah, which well, is kind cool. of exciting. And yeah. I still don't know why they didn't give Soule Wonder Woman, because he does write the best Wonder Woman outside of... Because uh, we need the name? ass in the face. Oh, with Finch. With the Finches. Yeah, yeah. We need Finches. the ass in the face. Well, the ass in the face might get her some more readers. I don't know. No. No? No. Well, but, well. girl, you know we'll be selling that Wonder Woman from now until the end of time. Oh, I really love Wonder Woman. Here you go. Don't read anything else. <laughs> um, so, Future's in. I have not been following very closely. However, I did see that they revealed who the masked Superman Yeah, who is. Superman was. It's mm-hmm. actually uh, Shazam. Yep. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's Captain Marvel, but Shazam now, whatever. And then um, at the end, you know, then Kal-El shows up. Which, that one shot I saw with the beard, the beard I was like, oh, hair that's hair that's the stuff right there. You can keep Superman in a beard any day. I'll, I'll be good with that. You know, I really like Azarello. I do. But it's a bunch of them. It's just, I just yeah, feel there's a big influx of Dan Jurgens in this. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of like, waters it down, doesn't it? Exactly. He's like pro- ice and a strong drink. It just kinda... <laughs> He's processing a lot, and I don't. Like, he's he, we haven't gotten any payoff whatsoever. Like, and it's it's hard to to read something that's weekly and to tell people no, keep going, keep going, because like we just don't know where it's going. And I'm bored. Yeah. And this is this is the stuff that I like. I like altered timelines. Right. I like going into the future. I I like that you know this may have a repercussion. It right. may not. Right. And all of that doesn't matter because here we are. 
on Fantasy Island. Griff <laughs> being shoved down my throat. And what's the girl's name? 50, 50 Sue. 50, who the Get fuck it? cares? 52, 50 Sue. <laughs> Constantine shows up, and I love Constantine. So it's, I, just, it's like, just, I don't know. There's I aspects I care. like, and there's just there's some parts that they're just shoving down my throat. You know what I, I have, like, Batman Eternal. Really? Because they revealed, I guess, who the big villain is that is. Now. What? No. It may be the big villain, but you don't know who's pulling the strings. We just show you who this person is. Oh. Batman doesn't know who's pulling the strings, which means we don't know who's pulling the strings. Oh, um, I'd like to make a confession. So English majors have this thing where sometimes we put like list of books uh, like we like write off books that we haven't read and we throw it in a hat and we're just like, we find out I've never read Moby Dick. I've never read Great Expectations. As a comic book person, you know what I just recently read for the first what? time? Hush. Really? Did you like it? I, I like it, but it, it's old school 52. Like I got the Batman and Superman animated series out of it. Right. Which, you know, I like it was good. I also read Black Mirror for the first Whoa. time. That was insane. I love Black Mirror. I like Black Mirror a lot. Yeah. You that know what insane. I just read today? What? Long Halloween. Da 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 da. Oh, okay. I like Long Halloween. I, I like a lot of till the end. Jeff Jeff I didn't read too. the what was it? Dark Victory after it. I, I didn't, didn't read that after it. Yeah. yeah, but um, but Batman's kind of interesting now. They are jumping uh, Batman. What after? The whole. Uh, I just I want Damien. I'm just I'm, I like. Oh, this actually, I've been Damien. reading that. I picked up. I did the Alpha or no Omega. Bat Robin rises. Yeah, the and then whole I got Robin that rises. Batman and Robin okay. with uh, whatever. That's like part two. And I I'm interested to see I what like they're doing. It. I like the Hellbat suit and going oh, to Apocalypse yeah. and Luthor's helping him. And I'm like, oh it's my God. it's very like where the hell is this fit in continuity? That part of my brain is kicking in. But you know, honestly, I've really enjoyed. Um, uh, Tomasi over the years and Gleason, the the artist there, he, very underrated. He's really good at drawing Batman. Uh, but yeah, the Snyder book after Year Zero wrapped up, which you know wrapped up pretty well. I enjoyed that, and they did the one off with the uh, art by Scalera from yeah. uh, Black Science. That was great. Um, they, they're going to jump to the end of Eternal, and I guess show this new world that has, you know, what's her name? Catwoman's a kingpin. Yep. Blue uh, Bluebird. Is his assistant Bluebird? Yeah, yeah, Bluebird, uh, and some sidekick. Bluebird has a sidekick, which is probably her brother, but who knows? Right, and maybe a Robin something. I, that's well, there's an issue unclear. of Batman and Robin coming uh-huh. that it's like Batman and Robins, and it's Barbara Gordon, Dick Gray, no Barbara Gordon, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and Stephanie Brown all dressed as Robins. Interesting. And they're all like with him behind. So whatever's going on in Apocalypse, I guess they all join him. I mean, that's going to be interesting. I I'm, I'm, I, I love Damien. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh, me too. Probably one of the best additions that Morrison made to the Batman stuff. And, uh, you know, even though he died or whatever, I mean, it's, it's a comic book character to come back. Um, Superman, the uh, John Romita Jr., uh, you know, again, I like Romita's art. I really do. I think in this incarnation, there's some parts that were a little rough. I didn't care for. I don't like the character design of Ulysses, but I do like the story, and I like that Superman kind of has like a buddy 
who has a similar background, right. who seems to be good for the most part, but maybe is having some problems. And, you know, certainly he gets controlled by this other thing. And, and then the big mystery of who the person in shadow it's, is. And, to me, I like I, we're three issues in. Yeah. It honestly, it reads to me like a Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Really? That's exact. That's the feeling I have. Because, boom, first issue, you got Lois, you got Jimmy, you got Clark. Everybody back at the yep, Daily Planet. Yep, yep. The whole thing feels Gang's like a all Superman back. movie. Well, and, and that Jeff makes John, sense. It's so, Jeff Johns. You know, that makes I total sense. That. Yeah, I mean, he he uh, he would write like that, and he has. And that's the big thing, I think. As much as I like Jeff, Par- is Jeff Parker? No, no, Greg Pox. Greg uh, Pox is doing I love, the I love Batman, that Batman and, action. And, and, and action. I love that Superman a lot, and that feels like kind of a blend of classic and more mm-hmm. modern. But, you know, Jeff Johns is absolutely trying to kind of put the pieces back to have a unified Superman that does have more connective tissue back to the Christopher Reeve right. stuff. And, you know, the Man of Steel stuff, whatever, a little bit. But um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying that. But, I mean, other than that, in DC, like, you know... I Oh, I am excited about Godhead. Um, and that's, the Green Lantern thing? The Green Lantern. Oh, the Green Lantern. New, new Gods, Gods thing. I, See, kinda, I thought it was going to be all through Wonder Woman, the New Gods. Well, that would have made sense, too, right? Yeah, but, I really thought that's what they were going to build up. I, I'm a New but. Gods. I'm a, I love Kirby. I love New Gods stuff. I'm, you know, I've not been a huge fan of Charles, or not Charles Soule, um, what's his name? Venditti. Uh, Venditti. I, I kind of dropped off Green Lantern a little bit. It's it's okay. But, you know, when he starts that storyline up, because, again, I'm a big New Gods guy, I, I will definitely follow that. And, and we're all going to have to read the Forever People, because that's the only No, actually, tell. I probably will drop that. Well, no, I, it's tied into well, it. Well, if it's tied in, damn it. Exactly. I, I, I don't love Nobody else cares, that first but now issue. You have to. The first issue is really good. I thought that the second and third, it's it's kind of... The third is interesting because they finally inv- revealed the Infinity, inf- Infinity Man, I think. Uh, and and it's a different take. It's not the what they used to do. It's not just they just suddenly don't. They're not there, and suddenly this this other guy is there. There is actually seemingly more involved. And what I like is there's like the new gods. There's some intrigue. It's not just oh new gods are great. Uh, the evil uh, uh, what do you call it? The high father and, and his minions on New Genesis are are all great people. No, there's there's some issues. They've there's always some problems. been dicks though. Have, well, they've been dicks, but like there hasn't been this like overt sense of like. Something's going on that's not good with the infinity, uh, with the forever peoples, like the the guy who runs their school or whatever. Like mm. he's he's up to something that's probably not good. So anyway, I'm excited about uh, new gods in in general. I want to see them bring Mister Miracle out of Earth too at some point and give him back a more prominent role. And he and Barda, because those are the two that well, I really he's love. Fifty two, and he's just like slinking around on the island. I know, right? <laughs> um. But anyway, so, so DC is sort of in between next yeah. month. Yeah, next month with the five years later will be interesting to see how the different writers play off that and if they really do anything exciting or not. Uh, oh, to Marvel, we have, disaster. you know, the end of uh, Sin. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You guys have to deal with those covers. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Charlie comes in and takes them all. No, that's Wolverine. The 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 futures and five years later holographic covers oh, tomorrow. Don't worry about that shit. They made that's all he ordered, so that's it. I know. So just... no, don't let it get to because it's not that atrocity that it was. Okay, just now, don't. What were you talking about? There are variant covers for the original Sin stuff. The, no, oh, it's Wolverine, a death of Wolverine. Death of Wolverine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Soul coming back to the store? No. 
No. Oh, okay. I thought there was some promotion or something. No, we're doing like a little event. We're selling it. It's, it's like five bucks. We're selling it for two bucks. Does anybody have? Do we do we have any idea? Someone said they read the first issue and they said it was I good. I've read the first. Oh, two. you talk. I like this. I went to go read the second one. They took it off. Well, yep. Is I mean, oh, that's right. So I asked you. It, it, it's sort of an obvious extension of like, you know, why they're killing Wolverine or how they kill Wolverine. Or yeah, it's kinda, like you, you, like anybody. And I'm not spoiling this because yeah, like, it's not something to be spoiled. But anybody who has read Wolverine for years, mm-hmm. decades even, have asked me and they've asked you the question, Eric, like, well, this and that. So that means this and that. Well, it exactly means this and that. Like, that, <laughs> that's really what he's doing. He's just like, this is happening. And you know his death will be caused by something else. Or it might be caused by this. But, you know... He's got a trip in a puddle of water. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like they're, they're bringing in the, like... They're, they've reduced it down to the core, like, villains mm-hmm. for Wolverine. Um, and then we get Logan's legacy. Yeah. That's what's interesting. The, then we get the new Wolverine. So we think there's going to be, like, a new Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine. My money is on it's going to be an Inhuman. Really, I think it's going to be in a human. Some people are thinking it's Dawkins sort of reformed, but and no, because he's still dead. Dawkins. No, he's not. I can't see it being yeah. he's not dead. He's dead. I thought they. Uh, he's a uh, whatever, but they didn't actually. Well, kill no, him. he's 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 a, a horseman of apocalypse, but yeah. he's like dead, dead. Well, I, I don't. I think he's in Legacy, of Lo, Lo, whatever the hell the Legacy book is. I think he's in that. So. Well, yeah, no, he'll be in it. It's but. just, I, you know what? They might try to push Jubilee. Oh, That's what I think, you know, because Jubilee in the future mm-hmm. and Battle of the Adam and everything's coming to fruition of Mystique and Charles Xavier yeah. being together. So I'm like, would it be like the shit if all of a sudden Jubilee becomes mm. the next Wolverine? Well, yeah. I'm interested, obviously. Which I... we'll have to kill her quick because I can't take it. Uh, X-Men, they've been doing that last Will and Testament thing. Uh, that's been Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny, right? That's and then fun. all new X-Men's got the uh, crossover with Miles Morales and the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, which is great beating the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I did enjoy that. Although some people were confused when I opened that first page, they're like, "Why is this an Ultimates book? What the fuck's going?" Anyway, um, what else is uh, so original? Sam, we kind of touched on it, but that's, but that's wrapping up. Wrap yeah, that's up. about to wrap up. Axis, I am very excited Axis about Axis. All the cool shit that they're revealing, the whole good people are going to turn bad, bad people turn good. Like that excites me a lot. Which means just which does like there's a little bit of it's like forever evil. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I'm like, Carter's like, just hanging out in the bar. <laughs> Hobgoblins running a business, you know. You don't stuff. like. It's funny because on the DC side, we don't really have anything. On the Marvel side, they're doing that thing where we're getting a lot of different things at the same time because oh, our universe is like really like unified, but it's not because. Mm-hmm. Time runs out is going to oh. be an Avengers thing. Oh boy, that's going to be nice too. I, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited about. about I'm time excited. Runs out. The only problem is I realize it's like eight months long yeah. until time runs out. So for those of you who don't know, what's going to happen is both in Avengers and New Avengers, which right now they're in a great place because yeah. basically Avengers have found out what happened with the new event with the Illuminati being reformed, and they've been trying to build weapons to destroy worlds to prevent their universe from being destroyed. All this stuff has finally come to a head. And it looks like the Avengers are going to go after the new Avengers, quote unquote. But what? Well, it's fucking Namor, man. Well, but it's Namor. But, but they're oh. after all. Of them, they're after all. Of them. So what's interesting yeah. is Hickman is not going to reveal the out. Well, he's going to reveal the outcome of it. He's going to jump eight months from now, 
and show the world as it is then. And basically, over the course of those eight months, the Marvel Universe is going to catch up. And so at, in eight months, they're going to have, I guess, some kind of a little mini event called Time Runs Out or some capstone or whatever. And a lot of people were speculating this is going to be a reboot of the Marvel Universe, which oh, we all everybody, know. We no all matter, know. Whatever happens, whatever like event, it's a rebooted. No. Everything is a rebooted. And it's not. It's because like, Marvel, I mean, it would really shock me if they changed their mind on this, but Marvel is not about... Uh, overall, like universe wide reboot, they'll make little reboots. They'll make little re- relaunches. I bet anything there's. Oh, we know right. there's going to be an Avengers relaunch. We know that because uh, that'll basically be Hickman's. He's going to tell a story and be done. OPS. I don't care. I'm getting the omnibus for Hickman's. Oh, I think Avengers it's worth it. Avengers. It's worth. I'm it. getting it. I want it so badly. Yeah. It's 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 been I, I really did enjoy the Avengers where Cap kinda keeps going forward in time and gets to the end of that time. Was, that was great. Iron and it Lad was and Mortis and Kang were all there. Like that it was really cool. Um, you know, the new Avengers stuff, although the art keeps shifting and I don't like when there's like inconsistent art. Uh, but yeah, that fucking Namor pulling the Welcome pulling, back, everybody. Killing all and the just in uh, case you don't know what this word is. Why can't they just Cabal? kill him? Well, Why can't we just kill Namor? Well, and I actually also really like the end of that issue, or no, it's the next issue where they basically show that they, they had another incursion. They're gonna they're gonna have their universe go away, and they finally all the rest of them decide, look, we can't do anything. We're we're not gonna kill a planet. We're not. Let's just accept that we're all dying, and they all deal with it in their own ways, except that Namor goes out and forms the Cabal, which that great Hickman, you know, single page white text. What does it say? Like the Cabal rises or something, and yeah. it's basically like. Thanos, a couple of his uh, people. Proxima Na- Midnight. Uh, yeah. Who else? Corvus name? Glaive. Black Na- Swan. Black Swan. Swan. Uh, Namor. Maximus. Ma- oh, that, that's right. Maximus. And Terax? Terax. Terax. So, yeah. so basically, people who have either kind of been on the sidelines of New Avengers or in in some ways, the what's his name from uh, Black Bolt's brother from the Inhumans, like they're the ones who now are going to go out and kill these worlds because they know it has to be done. They don't want to. They don't want to have their universe extend, extinguished, so they're going to take the job that the the Illuminati has given up. So that's kind of cool, and I'm I'm really see how that goes. Um, yeah, uh, Marvel's just got uh, the the original sin with Nova exploring what happened with the Cancerverse thing, no, Guardian that's, Guardians. That's Guardians. Yeah, yeah, but I mean exploring what happened to Richard Ryder. Although I evidently spelled his name wrong, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, I was listening to another show today, and they they spelled it with a Y in this, mm-hmm. and it's an I. I don't know. One of those little fun nitpicks, but um. You know, that's kind of cool. The first issue of that it, basically it, yeah, sets it, up whatever's going to happen. I mean, it looks like something with the Cosmic Cube, you know. And they, yeah, and the Cosmic Cube does all kinds of crazy shit. But, and um, in my mind, in my hopes and dreams. It's not happening. Shut up. We just what? move Sam Alexander Wait, over. with Sam forever. No, you just move him over to New Warriors. And when that gets canceled, no more Sam Alexander. I think it's already been canceled. And and then we get Richard Rodder as Nova. You and the he's one gonna, who always said it, that they're pushing Sam. They're, I know, they're, they're, I know they are. But I hate him. But there's I room. Hate him. If there is room for an old Cyclops and a young Cyclops, an old X-Men and a young X-Men, if there is room in the Marvel Universe for that, there is room for two Novas. Right? One in New Avengers. I just get rid of Sam. One's got a black helmet. One's got a gold helmet. Done. Easy. Even Loeb said way back when he launched the the new Nova, there is certainly room for both. Like he was very clear. He was very clear. Because the other, (laughs) no, because Richard's like, I don't want any part of this. (laughs) I'm going. That'll be interesting to see what they resolve with him if they bring him back or not. Um, I want them to bring back all the guys like Quasar and all the old school Moon Dragon. All that around. I I just I want that. Wait a minute, which one is dead? Is Phyla dead or Moon Dragon dead? I I always forget. Phyla's one of the lesbians. 
Um, what else at Marvel? I mean, the, oh, uh, Miss Marvel has been great. She has that little Wolverine arc going on. Mm. Um, She-Hulk, I didn't read the most recent one. I don't think I got it. I but, did. Uh, it was pretty good from what I understood. And then the one before I love, I love Charles Soule's stuff. God, I don't know. There's just a lot. Marvel has consistently kept putting out a wide range of good books in different art styles. They're not they're not doing the house style thing by you know like DC tends to do. And I I've just been enjoying pretty much all the ones. It's like I I keep going. Oh my god, is another book. Oh my god, is another book. Double shipped, all that stuff. But man, it's hard to say no because they are really good. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Superior Spider-Man Thirty Two. I loved it. Yeah, which reminds me how much I just, I just, I don't care for Peter Parker. Yeah, I really like I've, the Doc. I've, I've finally Spider-Man. come Parker to that is, conclusion. It's okay. It's really it's Silk that's uh, keeping me on his book. Not really, even. you like Silk? I, I don't like her. It, it's different. It's I like her, but I just don't care about Peter. Yeah, and uh, and you know what? I'm coming out of the closet to say I don't give a fuck about Peter Parker. Coming out of the closet. Shut up. Girl, change that. <laughs> now, so are you going to read Spider-Verse, though? I mean, you're, I am going to read Spider-Verse. Because that's going to be with Ark. Yeah. Oh, well, but yeah. other people, too. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean so, so is, is main Peter Parker not going to be a part of it, I think? No, he's, he's part of it. He is, part of but it. like Edge of Spider-Verse, like when that comes out, yeah. I'm going to like it because it's going to be not the take of 616 Peter. Yeah. So, well, I, I, and I love all, all, all Elseworlds alternate universe stuff anyway, so. Um, I don't know. Oh, let, let, well, so Marvel's been great. Uh, Image, you know, man, Remender's killing it. Lowe's great. Bo- yeah, I love Lowe. The art, I, do you, I don't know how to say the guy's name who's the artist. I can't remember. It is, it, the art is just gorgeous. It's just It's beautiful. the guy, Tachini. It's the, he did, it? yeah, Tachini. He did uh, Last Days of American Crime with Remender. Those little three, like, premium trade little thin whatever's um that was really good uh, i like this a lot more because it's more sci-fi it fits his style more i think um black science came back and it's mm-hmm. great like that's taking a very it's took a very unique turn um very make, strong yeah um uh deadly class hasn't come back but it's on break but it's it ended really strong and i'm sure it's gonna be great when it comes back mm-hmm. so like remender is killing it uh, Hickman, I've really enjoyed the most recent Manhattan projects. They go into Cuba. Can I borrow that? Yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Um, so don't, that's, don't talk about it anymore. No, just, I need go, they go to Cuba, that's all I'll say. Um, then, uh, what else? Uh, what's the, the saga's still going saga's on. Saga's still good. Saga's still great. I love their splash pages. Every, every issue, they give you oh. one splash page where you're just like, I lost it. I broke out into hysterics. It was so good. The Star Wars universe at Dark Horse is over. They have finally. I, I, there might be one more. Maybe the the one that Kent's doing. But yeah. But the main. No, two, no, 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 no. That's over. Oh, it is. Okay, so the main is two over. is uh was Legacy, which is a far future. They wrapped that up very strongly. A great, great like Star Wars through and through, but like the legacy of their you know lives. And then the one by Brian Wood um, wrapped up really strongly. I think that series, like, I like the Legacy one a lot more, but that Brian Wood one had some really strong moments. I love the fact that Leia was, like, the main character. Like, that was her mm-hmm. story. And that sets me up to really be excited about Marvel having um, Mark Tell Wade. Well, no, no, no. I don't think it'll be the same story. But, but, but Mark Wade and then giving Leia her own book, like, that's going to be cool. Uh, and the Jason Aaron one's going to be excited, obviously, for Vader. But all all that's going to be great when that launches. But, you know, it is sad to see Dark Horse lose this and, and you know, Marvel pick it up. Because Dark Horse has maintained Star Wars for for decades now in the interim between uh, big movies. And even before 
uh, the new, well, the new quote unquote, the prequels when there was just nothing Star yeah. Wars. So I mean, and, and I am glad to see Marvel now is going to be Star Wars Legends. Yeah, I know it doesn't count, but they're still no. printing it, right? And that's the cool thing: Marvel is going to reprint some of the Dark Horse stuff. Uh, I guess depending on what it is, like I don't know how that'll work, but it's staying alive, and you can certainly get it out there as many copies, and you can easily find any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. Wicked was. and Divine is so great. Yes, if you love the, the third Young issue, run. I didn't like the third issue as much because I was a little confused about what was going on. If I probably go back and revisit it, I yeah, might re reread it. It's dense. Anything it's... with the Morrigan is going to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to see that one god that's like the gay god, and he's uh, he's like a Norse, I think. But he's got boyfriends. Oh yeah, yeah they referred funny. to him. They have not shown him yet, so I'm excited. No, for they him. did. Did they show him at the end? Yeah. Oh, that was him. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't um, realize that. Okay. That's that's cool. Uh, birthright. Is coming, and I oh, haven't read the good. second issue. I'm in the middle of the second issue. I'm going to read it tomorrow down trivia when I don't give a damn. But um, Girl, we're going to have so much shit to read tomorrow. You're going to give a damn. Oh, it's <laughs> tomorrow big? It, it's just, it's a lot. You got to read all the sin. We got the yeah. Future Zen shit. We got yeah. all this stuff coming in. Well, Future yeah. Zen, you can fudge for like a week. I do. I, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. But um, No, yeah. No, no, not proper. I mean, yeah. uh, but original scent is definitely, uh, that's, I'm excited about seeing how that wraps up no. with the whole Nick Fury against the Marvel Universe. Like that's, look, when I saw Captain America fighting with a walker, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I am really I'm glad. I'm going to step back now. Uncanny Avengers. <laughs> and we, I'm going to stick to my X-Men universe because that's where I belong. Uncanny Avengers, now that that uh, Ragnarok Now thing is done, I'm excited about how that's going to play into Axis and I love that they tied that it was to Planet X. Plan- Planet X or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but Ragnarok now and then Planet X, whatever. Like, Remender's story is all knitting together because he's got Old Cap over in Cap's book. He's got Old Cap now in his Uncanny Avengers book. He's Hickman won't Cap have Old Cap, She-Hulk. I guess, until eight eight months later or whatever he's doing. But Oh, and She-Hulk? Is that? No. Okay, why well, didn't... So, no, um, but I mean, it's it's cool that it's all kind of building yeah. up, and I'm excited but about that. It uh, before we before we end, uh-huh. if you've ever liked fantasy stories or like the never ending story and stuff like that, read Birthright because oh it's going to give yeah. you all of that and who, more. Who, is that image? It's, it's image. image. It's I cannot remember Williamson? the writer. Something it might Williamson. Be, yeah, it's it's smart. art is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story it's is like very fantasy, fun. like you said. You know it's what? A little synopsis of basically this kid. He goes. He's playing with his father, but he goes running into the woods, and he gets transported into this other realm where he's supposed to be the chosen one, kind of thing. Right. And it's just, it's fantastic, and that's all I want to say. I don't want to. Oh, yeah. one more image book, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Fade out. Oh, I love a fade out. Fade the out first was, issue. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my Brew god, Baker. Brew Baker and and and, and uh, Sean Phillips. Uh, excellent noir. But what I loved is the oversized print version was the magazine. Cool. The variant. magazine it had a great like old like like you know pulpy cover. Uh, the story they didn't do any kind of weird differences in like the structure or anything. It was basically a reprint inside of this, but bigger because you had more room. Um, but overall, I just it made a heightened experience, and I and I really am interested in the story. Kind of reminds me of Satellite Sam in a sense that it's like oh, no. not it that now. it's it's not TV era, but it's like that same. Let's explore some murder mystery in the context of 50s 60s or, or in this case maybe even 40s like production I would say 40s yeah so but very noir and very uh, interesting and i you know i like black science or um, black science i love um listening black kiss Brubaker, uh, uh no but i love uh, no, well that's all great but i was yeah. going Criminal, back to not that satellite sam yeah that's right 
Sounds like Sam's fun. It is fun. There's a gay writer on there who's dealing with his stuff. Like it's, you know what? It's good. I when I tell you, I up Got until like a stuff. year ago, only because I don't have the time, uh-huh. used to listen to old school like radio, right. sci-fi, yeah. like pulps. That I love. Satellite Sam bored me to pieces. It's different. But yeah, anyway. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you can find us on where? I don't care anymore. <laughs> Flameonshow.com is our main website. We are now on SoundCloud. So actually, if you want to make it easy on yourself and you want to subscribe on SoundCloud because you don't have an Apple product, you can do that. And I've done that and it's very easy. Uh, but you can still find us on iTunes. And if you do find us on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, it does help at least rate us. But if you want to leave a little like sentence or two, we'd love to hear from you. We are still looking for emails. I want to bring back the uh, the users uh, or users, the uh, uh, viewer or listener write in. So we may have a question in the next episode or two. Uh, there's a voicemail line up on our website. Uh, Flame on podcast on Twitter. We do interact with our fans on there. Steve Maury being pretty much 90% of those interactions because he likes to tweet at us, and we love him, so we'll tweet back. Uh, Tumblr, I put all kinds of good stuff up on there occasionally, so if you like Tumblr, if you like into that stuff, it's there. And it, Facebook. There's other stuff besides penises on Tumblr? Well, you know. I don't really share that. Uh, not that I found. <laughs> Doctor Who, penises, some anime stuff. It's good. Um, adventure. Oh, uh, Gravity Falls, which is now back, and I've been enjoying. That's a lot of that stuff too. But yeah, no, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got a great schedule. We got some interviews coming up that we're excited about getting out to you guys. Um, Dragons New Spandex will be back with uh, an exciting new episode very soon, and uh, and I'll have a new episode of Bath Time with Eric next weekend. Yay! I love yeah, those. Probably. Yeah, it's it's been well, took a little break, right? That's Trying okay. to wash off the fail. Yeah, oh. still. <laughs> um, and if you're in the Orlando area and you are, oh, so two two plugs real quick. Orlando area, August, no August, it's August, no September now. Wow, October 16th through the 19th that weekend, Bear Bust, which is Pat's. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pat is the main like bear programming director at Parliament House, and he is doing this Bear Bust thing this year. It's going to be ridiculous. They've got Tom Goss, we which we interviewed uh, for uh, his website. And uh, my big funny Peter, who's this bear comedian, he's got all these other DJs coming. They have a pool party. It's all this great stuff. Uh, bear Bust is on Facebook. Girl, do you want to go and not get judged? You, yeah, seriously. That's where we go. <laughs> well, and Flame On might have a vending table there pretty, with comic book bears. We're working on that. <laughs> um, so I will certainly be there if you're and if you're going to be there. Let me know, and we'll look for you. And we'll say hi. The other thing is comic book bears. The other show that I do with Bill and Justin. Uh, we're actually doing a live recording at New York Comic Con uh, the Wednesday before the con at well, Rock Bar. All the audience Bar. knows that we could, Eric and Oracle left 40 minutes ago. Oh, shush. <laughs> shush. 8 o'clock, Rock Bar, New York. Uh, it's like the week of October 11th, but it's that Wednesday night. New York Comic Con. I'll be there Thursday with Pat, and we'll be doing that live recording. And uh, Comic Book Bear is great. Check them out on Earth 2's podcast network. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So... I guess on that uh, plug-tastic note, bye, bitches. Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. 
for more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.